The earliest thing that I recall is standing by the window watching my father build a violin or a fiddle. They were fiddles at that point in time, the same thing. He didn't even have any electricity in the house. He made these fiddles strictly by hand, and I was so awestruck. I thought to myself at the time, how could anyone take a board and make something so beautiful? when I first met Albert and uh, I was at my grandfather's house and he come walking up the road and he stopped in to repair a clock for my grandpa an old weight clock and I was so interested in it I watched everything he done and from that day on me and him was the best of friends been gone since 1982 and people will still talk about what he said or what he did and uh, little children who were little children when he died will still say hey I remember when Albert said this or this or this or that you know it's neat is what it is finally talked me into trying making a fiddle. So I made one and it didn't turn out good at all. <laughs> and I said, well, I, I'm quitting, you know, I'm not gonna make more. And I compared it with his, you know, and his is beautiful. And he said, now, a Sunday, I'll take you up and show you the second fiddle I made. So uh, we went up to Aldridge's grandfather's and he got a fiddle that he had made, the second one. And that gave me a big boost then because it wasn't nothing compared to the one he's playing. So I made another one. And after that, I just kept, you know, improving along as I go and trying to get one that equal up to his. And, and I've tried all my life, but I'll never pass him up. When I was born, he uh, didn't have money to pay my hospital bill, so we walked 20 miles to town to sell a fiddle to pay my hospital bill. And he always uh, teased me about how he traded such a good fiddle for a scrawny little runt like me. I followed him along like a puppy dog. I know I got on his nerves so bad. But I had to, you know, they didn't, little girls didn't take shop when I was growing up. Uh, it was not done. We, we did home ec. Shop for girls was unheard of. But I had, uh, I'd stand right by Dad, you know, and watch him work. And uh, some of my first attempts at, at woodworking were really terrible. But he kept saying, oh, you can do it, you can do it, just keep on trying, you can do it. <laughs> but uh, I made my first fiddle and I knew it wasn't going to play. I just knew it. And I did it all strictly by hand because I, I didn't want to have people saying, she killed a bear but Daddy shot it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I made my fiddle and I thought, ah, this thing, it'll never play. I know it won't. Well, it happened along about Daddy's birthday, and I gave him the fiddle. It played. By God. <laughs> the fiddle played, and I gave it to him for his birthday, and he said, I'd rather have that than a brand-new Cadillac.
fiddle has a soul. I don't know how I would put it other than that. Everyone is different, and it, it, the challenge of it is what you go for. I like to start with the back and neck. If I feel like if I get the back and the neck done, then I've basically got my fiddle because the rest of it is a piece of cake compared to... You start working curly maple wood, and it takes a long time. And uh, it, it, it takes a, a, a whole lot of trying to get it down to where it's supposed to be. Every piece of wood is different. Uh, you have to get the feel of that piece of wood in order to know what that piece, that particular piece of wood will do. And you develop that over a period of years. It's not something that can be taught from a book. It's something that you have to develop on your own. There's something to be said for book learning. Don't get me wrong there. But I think that in some instances, uh, hands-on experience is so much better than, okay, you can, I had a guy uh, came the other day from down on the coast of North Carolina. He was making fiddles. He had bought all these books. He said, I've read these books, I've read the books, I've read the books. I need to talk to someone who knows the little details about it. He stayed all day with me, and he I think he had a lot better understanding. I've got a guy now making one that's 77 years old, and he's on his fourth fiddle, and he is absolutely tickled to death. When did he make his first one? It's been about a, about a year, I guess. Yeah, he's about 76 when he started. Yeah. And then we got a guy coming that's, he would be, what, 15, 16 yeah. years old. He's making one. And uh, so it, it uh, the young guy and the old guy have the same exact opinion and idea on what they're doing. There's, there's no generation gap there. <laughs> and I've made one fiddle that's, Pretty close to Albert's fiddle, and, mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of it. I always wanted to make one exactly like his, which I can never do. But this one is plays about like his, and yeah, it, it does. It's a real good fiddle. I'm not going to sell it, so I might not make another started the school band at Mount Rogers, uh, which we started in 82 and he died in 83. Okay, we uh, approached the school board to ask if it would be okay if it was on a volunteer effort and we provided the instruments, all right? So we ran around the countryside gathering up uh, guitars and fiddles and this and that and the other and um, started the school band. Well, like I said, he died in 1983. and. Uh, we got, they, they would sing in a whisper, and they had Grandpa's old guitar that was falling all two pieces, and it was supposed to be, you know, uh, well, we had a school band. <laughs> anyway, it went from that to uh, the fact that I, I, I took a group to Florida to spend a week. We were invited to, uh, it wasn't a competition or anything. Um, we played at Cypress Gardens, uh, toured uh, Disney World, took 22 children. And we had raised $10,000 for a bus, chartered bus, you know. $10,000 in a community of this size is nothing to sneeze at. Everybody pitched in, I mean, everybody in the community to see that those children got to go and spend that week 
So we, we got all the children there and we got them all back. But raising $10,000, like I said, that's not, that doesn't sound like a great lot of money. But it was. And uh, I don't think there was anybody in the community that didn't donate something. Yeah. And those children, uh, let's see, we took 22 children and eight adults. And I think 17 of the children had never spent a night in a motel room. They'd never seen the ocean. Uh, Oh, we had a grand time, and they were so well-behaved. I was so proud. <laughs>